Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. There's a little saying there in the introduction that says that we're bringing you stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And I'm trying to decide today if, if my guest here is an ordinary person or not. <laughs> I've got with me today Dr. Bruce Jackson. Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Thanks for having me, Paul. Now, I didn't mean to imply that you're abnormal in some way, except that talking to you before the program was kind of like drinking from a fire hose. Mm -hmm. And in, in a few minutes, you were downloading to me some of your life's work. And, and there's a lot there. I think we can hone in on a few things that will be particularly useful to our listeners today. But folks, with, with our guest today, Dr. Bruce Jackson, he has spent his career figuring out what makes people tick. And that's a really quick summary. As you started out in athletics and athletic performance and how to maximize the skills in that area, from that, you moved more into a counseling sort of a, a framework to understand just how people's minds work in that way, moving from that into organizational kinds of structures. Now, all of this together has come together to help you have some insights and perspectives that, in my opinion, are unique. Some things that you've you've learned and observed as you've gone through your career and up until now. Now, Dr. Bruce Jackson is also an author, a trainer, a specialist in human performance, we might say. Is that fair? Yes, I suppose that would be fair. Uh, I think one word would sum it up is I've sought to better understand what makes people focus on what's important now okay. in many different arenas and at many different levels and in many different times. What's important now? Because there's a lot of things that could distract us from that, from that one thing. Yeah. And you talk about this as a one thing. Can you give us a quick summary of that? Yeah. So for those who are familiar with the old movie City Slickers, you hear yeah. Billy Crystal on the horse with the... Curly, and he always talks about the one thing, one the meaning thing. of life, the one thing. And he said, well, it's the one thing. And he said, well, what is the one thing? What, well, your that, finger? Yeah. Well, right. that, that you have to figure out yourself. And I think what makes this show so very important is the concept of purpose. Mm. And I think most everybody wants to assume and, and work towards that which is of value to them. Right. Um, and there is all types of ways in which people get distracted from purpose. They mm -hmm. get distracted from outside stuff. 
they get distracted from inside stuff and they get kicked off their road and their point A to point B is in a straight line and, and purpose is what continues to drive their vision, et cetera, their core values. But when you're dealing with all these variables, mm-hmm. um, when I talk about focus, like what's important now, um, where do I need to put my attention today to remove an obstacle or to maximize a strength? that allows me to get towards the thing that we're talking about, which is being on purpose. So right. that one thing is unique for everybody in every arena that they live in. And so for, for one person, their one thing might be you're not getting enough sleep and they're too tired and they're not, they're, they don't have the mm. energy to move towards their purpose. Or they are you know, struggling with uh, you know, emotional frustrations or they're not setting clearly objective goals or whatever it is. There, there seems to be um, lots of things that get in the way, but there tends to mm. be one or two things that everyone deals with that until they address them, they get stuck there the, the most. So we could ask a question, what's stopping me? What's getting in my way? And that gives a little bit of an insight into what this one thing is that needs to be handled in order for you to move forward with that purpose. Yeah. The purpose itself, that's the motivating factor. Yeah. Whatever it is that that gives you the meaning or the determination to move forward. Yeah. So is that different from the one thing? When you say the one thing, do you mean the one thing that is your purpose or the one thing that, that's getting in your way, or is it some combination of that? Well, your one thing could be a lack of purpose. Okay. So this show has a, a central theme that, hey, our goal is to help people find their purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that whether you're an athlete or a fighter pilot or you know a surgeon or a stay-at-home parent or a salesperson you know, daily, weekly, monthly, we, we're moving towards a purpose and, right. and we can get off track to that. Mm-hmm. So I've always been sort of looking at as we as human beings try to move closer and closer and closer towards that purpose, mm-hmm. what are all the things that we need to be in consideration so that we are aware because I know like, you work with a lot of a lot of individuals, mm-hmm. and I, I suppose two questions enter your mind: um, what do they what what do they lack awareness of that's getting in their way? That if they were just aware of it, mm-hmm. and we put it on the table, we could remove a barrier so that they could start moving again towards this purpose, or they could possibly see what some of their options are, or even know that they have a choice. That's right. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Um, so we can either talk about, you know, what it means to what, what purpose is. I'm assuming that most of your audience are constantly thinking about what is my purpose and that they're getting clearer and clearer on it. Mm-hmm. So we could either spend more time on, you know, what constitutes purpose um, or what are the sort of driving factors that help us move towards that purpose. And maybe we could yeah. talk about both. It's up. Well, that becomes a, a really relevant question because even if I'm really clear about my purpose, mm-hmm. let's say that I know I want to 
accomplish this or do that or, or become this or provide that. If I get clear about my purpose, I still am faced with this question, okay, how do I get from where I am to there? What are the steps? What does it take? And yeah. how do I get out of my own way so that I can do that? Yeah. Well, and also purpose changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at purpose and saying, well, what's underneath purpose is um, a core sort of focus on values. And right. I know the purpose of my children are, you know, maybe I want the new iPhone 6. That's my purpose this week or this month. Mm-hmm. But then their purpose changes. So purpose backing into a goal, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I think purposes do do shift. I sure. remember just recently coming across my grandfather's biography. And he wrote about the, the overarching purpose was he wanted to help humanity. Mm-hmm. And that was his big big life purpose, but he wasn't sure, you know, which avenue he was going to do that through being a medical doctor. Mm. And so he was planning on going to medical school when his brother, um, died at 37 of a heart attack in his company. Mm. And so he went from medicine into business and realized that rather than going into just teaching and handing over the company, if I want to help humanity, I can do that by becoming wealthy and giving it all away when I'm old. Mm. So he instantly started shifting his values to re-clarify or at least find another avenue by which his bigger purpose mm-hmm. could, be, could be fed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where do you take people when, let, let's say that they have some idea of what their purpose is. Yeah. What are some of the steps that you would guide people through on how to get there? Yeah. So to me, one of the things I like to do, and I, I have a, I, I've taught a course at the university around um, this whole concept of what are the core principles of personal excellence. Hmm. And I always clustered motives, values, and purpose together. That because to me, those, those three constructs are about where I get my energy. Like, where do I get right. my deepest resources of energy? Like a rocket, okay? So mm-hmm. if you have a rocket, if you've defined your motives, values, and purpose, and you have this unlimited and deep part of energy, well, now mm-hmm. we've got to actually construct the vehicle that can take that energy and move the vehicle, which is the human being, forward towards this purpose. And we could say, you know, when we were taking, trying to get the first person on the moon, you know, we had fuel, we made rockets, mm-hmm. and rockets need rudders and all types of equipment to regulate itself. But to me, one of the biggest pieces of once you have your motives, your values, and your purpose really clarified, then it kind of goes into what I would call the missions, m- missions, vision, and legacy stuff. We talk about mission statements and vision statements and legacies, et cetera. And corporations usually use them a little bit differently than individuals. Mm -hmm. But the way I like to look at it as three different time perspectives getting at the same issue. And that is, how do I actually translate that purpose into something I can see? And so I like to talk about life missions. We have multiple grand missions, the grand mission to get married, to have a family, to be financially secure, to be healthy, to serve community. And mm-hmm. those to me are big brush strokes, like on a canvas, a green okay. and a red and a yellow. And I'm framing out 
what my purpose is starting to look like. Mm -hmm. And then my vision, if I can actually see it and smell it and taste it, is where I fill the canvas with all of the details, Mm. where I can actually see it as if it existed today. So missions, it looks forward. Mm -hmm. Vision is writing it as if I can see it and smell it and taste it right now. Right now, in the present. In the present. And then legacy is, what did it look like after you finished all of it? It's like, and, how has the world changed as a result of yeah, this? Yeah, uh, you know, it's the giving the eulogies of your friends at your funeral. It's, it's um, you, know, you know, he or she wa- was a great leader as a family member, mm-hmm. constantly strove to serve others. It's being able to see from the future to the present and the past. And then once you have baked that three-dimensional image in your brain, then you can start mm-hmm. chopping that canvas into pieces and backing into a nested set of goals. Your lifelong, your 25, your 10-year, and back it all the way up to what am I doing today that fits into mm-hmm. my goals for the week, for the month, for the year, for the, for the decade, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then we can start talking about, now, how do I make sure that me, my body, my mind, my soul, my heart, all of that is working at full capacity to move me in that direction? Mm-hmm. Starting with that clarity, yeah, seeing it clearly in, in the three time frames, so you you can anticipate. Here's what it's going to look like, mm-hmm. uh, and then that vision of bringing it to the now, to the here and now, to the present. Yeah, see it as if it exists now. Yeah, and then having the perspective of okay, looking back on it, here's what it created or what it looked like or how it impacted. Yeah, and I think the more sensory detail, the emotional content, the feel, the, the smell mm-hmm. of it. That's like what Olympic athletes do. Once those things are clear, mm-hmm. now I can practice things like how to visualize it, how right. to see it, how to use my language that gets me towards it, and all the stuff we do every day to move in that direction. In that direction. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com You've heard the question a hundred times. Is the glass half empty or half full? If we are in negativity mode, we see the glass as half empty. Anyone can see it's half empty. When we are feeling negative, we focus on what is missing and lament the lack of water in the glass. When we are feeling more positive, we see the glass is half full. Of course it is half full. Anyone can see that. We focus on what we desire and celebrate the presence of water. 
Then there are those who see it as completely full, all the time. These seemingly crazy people are not just positive, they are pathologically positive. Pathological positivity is an empowering mental supernormality that lifts us above the normal perception of reality. It is a higher level of thinking. We see the glass and our lives as completely full, even in the toughest situations. If you've enjoyed Live on Purpose Radio, then you will love Dr. Paul Jenkins' book on pathological positivity. Available now to order, visit pathologicalpositivity.com to get your copy today. That's pathologicalpositivity.com. Success and failure. We think of them as opposites, but they're really not. They're companions, the hero and the sidekick. Lawrence Shames. So, Bruce, we've had a number of guests on this show who have helped us to to get a better vision or clarity about our purpose. You know, we've, we've thrown around a few of these words and having, having that clarity about what we're creating and being able to see it is absolutely an essential step. I'm, th- I'm thinking about that movie that came out years ago called The Secret. Mm-hmm. And that got touted and thrown around quite a bit in the personal development arena. Um, and I think that there was one thing that that was a disservice from that book, from that movie. Yeah, it got kicked around too a lot, the movie. <laughs> yeah. It, pretty good on, on getting the clarity of vision. Mm-hmm. But then there was this big missing piece about the work that is required yeah. to actually bring this to reality. And I think, I, I think that that absolutely has to be addressed at some level as, as we, all of us, go about creating whatever it is that we have envisioned there's some actual work and repetitive work that is required. Yes. What's your take on that? Well, I'm going to go back to this concept of the one thing. I think okay. there are actually two one things. There's two one things? There's two one things. The first one okay. thing is, what is the one thing that you as an individual need to pay attention to that will either enhance a strength or remove a, a, a liability? Okay. So if, if everyone in the audience can think without an assessment, you know, what is the one thing that might be getting in the way of me reaching my purpose or my objective? So that okay. is something that everyone has to figure out with themselves or with a trusted coach or internal advice. But the second okay. one thing is the, the thing that everybody needs to do, no matter what arena. And that is what we're talking about. And that is mm. you can have a purpose. My purpose is to dig a ditch. Okay. My mission is to dig a ditch. My vision, I know what it looks like when the ditch is going to be dug. I can, I can see it. Mm-hmm. I know what it looks like. I know when it's done. I can talk about it. I can break it into goals. I know exactly when I'm going to start digging the ditch. That's but all I'll, clear. It's all really clear, but it's often difficult to get the shovel out and start digging the ditch. 
Right. So when I think about leading self, leading others, you're always doing this in moments. You know, we're, we're entering moments, we have moments, and we exit moments. We, we mm-hmm. act, we work, and we get feedback loops. We're constantly working and finding out, is the thing that we're doing having a positive, a negative, or a neutral effect on what we're trying to change? And I think that mm-hmm. the, the, besides finding your own one thing, and that's everybody's personal journey, and they have to find it externally or internally, but what's consistent amongst all people in all walks of life, it doesn't discriminate against anybody, is the idea that we're, we need to be able to work on that one thing over and over and over again, essentially until we get it right. And mm. I love the old model about, mm. you know, unconscious incompetence leads to conscious incompetence Mm. leads to conscious competence leading to unconscious competence okay so i think oftentimes people have a beautifully orchestrated purpose but sometimes they lack the awareness to know what's the one thing that's getting in my way because if i knew Mm -hmm. it if i could at least be consciously incompetent now I have one thing that I can work on, whether it's sleep, nutrition, whether it's how I behave in front of people, whether it's how I do it with the, what I do at work. But it really is about the practice of intentional practice, intentional mm. action, and paying attention when I do a particular thing that is I'm trying to build a new asset or develop a new strength. Mm-hmm. And then I do it, and then I see how well I did it or how well I didn't do it. And take for example, yeah, take for example, you know, if I'm trying to study, like if conflict is my one thing, like at work, my purpose is I want to be the leader in my organization or my team. Mm-hmm. But my one thing is I don't do conflict well. And okay. so conflict becomes the one thing I want to work on. And let's say we identify, you know, this is the new knowledge and skill set and tools for which to develop really good skills to manage conflict well. Mm-hmm. You've got to put yourself in situations where you can practice dealing with conflict, practice over and over again until you and the others you're working with say, you're, you know, you've really moved the needle on that one mm. thing. So we all have models, theories, and tools and processes that we say, are part of getting to your purpose. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it's really about doing the one or two things that make the biggest difference. And you and I both know mm-hmm. in the world of positive psychology, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of big tools out there. People right. get confused on, do I read this book or that book or do this thing or that thing? Well, not yet and maybe and, 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 and maybe when. Mm-hmm. And so it's really the finding your one thing and then practicing that one thing to the point where you've done it as well as you can so that you can then go find the next one thing. Because there will be another one. Always until you're dead. It's, it's kind of like the, the one thing du jour. It's, whatever my one thing is now, that's what I need to pay the attention to. That's right. It sounds like that's... Uh, can we call that your special sauce? That, that would be your special sauce in the moment. And whenever I was, yeah. when I was at the university, whenever I would see my students in the hallway, I'd say, what's your current training mission? What's your one thing? 
What's the one thing? And they would have to say, this is my one thing. This is my one thing. This is my one thing. Great. Usually we would have a scorecard around it. We would measure inputs and outputs and have trending lines and do all that kind of deep stuff. Interesting. But in the end, it's about what's your one thing today? What are you doing on it? How are you progressing on it? And when is that one thing over? I just thought of another application for this, Bruce. I've, I've worked with a lot of couples in my practice over the years, mm-hmm. the last 20 years or so. And sometimes when, when these couples run into problems in their relationship, one or the other is saying, well, I just don't know if you've really changed. Mm-hmm. You know, because in the moment, someone can come up with some pretty good stuff and they can sustain that for a short period of time. But is, does that represent something that's durable and lasting? A, a real change. Mm-hmm. That When you said that the needle has actually moved on this one thing. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. And I, I think as... As we pay attention to that repeatedly and give ourselves the time and the patience or exercise patience with ourselves to say, hey, I'm not going to nail this right off the bat. I need to do just what you were saying uh, to, to enter that moment, to get the feedback and then continually and repeatedly work on that until the needle has moved. Exactly right. And I think one of the things that couples struggle with, and one of my oldest and dearest friend's parents, um, they had a ritual of every month an official feedback session. Oh, wow. And like organizations, how often do we get feedback reviews? Mm -hmm. Once or twice a year at max. How often do we need feedback loops? Well, without feedback loops, the body goes crazy. So in relationships, if you've, let's say that you're the man and, or, and, and you are doing something that your wife would like you to adjust, mm-hmm. if you both can create, like, what is the goal and objective? Well, I'd like you to, you know, take care of the garbage or the dishes or something. Yeah, whatever it is. How many times a week? And can we measure that for a period of time? And are we willing to actually once a week meet for five or 10 minutes and do a feedback loop, something that I can do? that I can move the needle that or I need to change, and maybe I give one for you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that most of us lack the, also the discipline to have those feedback loops. Mm-hmm. The military does it great. Anytime they do a mission, they do an after-action review. Yeah. We often don't do that in our marriages very well because it gets too difficult. And as yeah. soon as our feedback loops are lost, we start going off course, and then long-term change just falls into oblivion. And if we don't do it well, it turns into a criticism or a gripe session. Right. Being able to accept feedback is a skill. Yes. And maybe one of the things you get to work on. (laughs) Yeah. And I always think that the most important principle there is separating out the who-ness from the what-ness. Yeah. Nice. You as an individual, I do not judge. But I will because we're giving ourselves permission to give um, objective feedback on the behavior I see or don't see. I love you. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. We're working on this together. And through that, your relationship can have a sanctity and a consistency, mm-hmm. but you're willing to work on the game. And that's the difference between an Olympian 
and somebody in an organization. Olympians separate often. Well, sometimes they don't, but mm. they, they're always trying to improve their game. They're trying to move the needle on their game. Mm-hmm. But sometimes mm-hmm. when they get overly meshed together, people are like, I don't want to get the feedback because then I, as a human being, right. will feel bad or less or defective. Taking it personally. Yeah. yeah. And, and the way it's delivered makes a difference, too. These are skill sets that can be developed in terms of accepting and offering feedback. It's really doing more of what works and less of what doesn't. Right. But you have to be clear about which is which. That's right. And I think that separation, I think that Arbinger Leadership and Self-Deception book is mm-hmm. one that does a pretty good job of you know, helping people understand the difference between who-ness and whatness in in those mm-hmm. types of circumstances. Mm-hmm. But I think, but getting back to, to point, um, the one thing for everybody is unique, yet the one thing that, that is consistent amongst all people who want to make a difference, who want to move towards purpose, is the willingness to enter the moment, get feedback, enter the moment again, hit feedback. My uh, former colleague, mm. Andre Agassi, I mean, he was basically chained on the tennis court, 10,000 balls a day, feedback, mm-hmm. feedback, feedback. He hated the game of tennis, but he couldn't help but become world class even though he was caged to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but a different story. The, uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's an interesting one as well. Yeah, It's about, I'm just looking at your website here. Um, it's really about working smarter, yeah. not harder. Yeah, Being very clear and then being willing to, as you said, to enter the moment and to do it repeatedly, accepting the feedback that you get along the way. Yes. And... It, your success is almost guaranteed if you're willing to put those systems into place. I think so. And, and I think all, people also need to recognize that they, not, they may not be able to perfect a liability, but they mm. can make it better or good right. enough. And then at some point, you need to know when to delegate. Right. That's part of working smarter, isn't it? That's part of the working smarter. There are some things where it's like, honey, you haven't done the lawn well 30 times in a row. We've gotten lots of feedback on it. Great. Let's um, let's delegate that resource to something else and focus on something something more important. Exactly. This is Dr. Bruce Jackson, the Institute of Applied Human Excellence. And you have a website where people can connect with you. Is that right? I do. Um, So it's the... I-A-H-E dot com. So it's the, uh, the Institute of Applied Human Excellence, T-H-E-I-A-H-E dot com. Is that correct? That is correct. And there are um, 60 free tools to help you find your zone of high functioning and staying focused on what's important now for anybody who would like those. Oh, fantastic. And as you go to the website, folks, you'll see that that uh, get 60 free flow tools right up in the upper right hand corner of the website an amazing resource from an intelligent and powerful man that has visited our show today thank you bruce thanks for having me it's fun this is a lot of fun everybody go have fun with the information and connect with bruce and his services through the iahe.com and go live on purpose